0: Welcome, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Join us each week as we celebrate and investigate the richness of this thriving community and the people who make it so special. Because your community is our community.
1: And here we are with our community's host, our host, John Gutierrez. Hey, John Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of Our Community Podcast Show, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, where our community is your community. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, board member at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and founder of OC Hospice Healthcare. Thank you, Paul, and the OC Talk Radio Studios here at UCI at the Cove Technology Center for having us. We are excited to do this weekly every Wednesday at 12 o'clock midday to bring you 30 minutes at your lunchtime of some great information. Our special guest today is Patty Juarez, the Executive Vice President and Head of Diverse Segments of Commercial Banking at Wells Fargo. Patty Juarez has been featured in Forbes magazine Uh, to talk about what she's learned during her 27 years at Wells Fargo and what advice she has for the next generation of trailblazers. She was also recently featured in the Lifestyle Latina magazine and uh, with us today here is Patty Juarez who was also the chairwoman of our board. So let's welcome Patty Juarez.
0: Hi John, it's such a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you for uh, joining us, uh, being our first guest. We are excited to to launch what we've been planning and organizing for for a good period of time. And we hope that uh, this becomes a platform to be able to bring community leaders like yourself. Why don't we let the audience learn more about who Patty Juarez is? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, your family?
0: Thank John. Thank you, first of all, for having it having me here. It's a pleasure to be your your first guest, and um, what a wonderful program that you can come to us every Wednesday and bring community leaders to talk to uh, our listeners. So thank you so much for that. Um, yes, Patty Juarez, uh, born and raised in Mexicali, Mexico, uh, some years ago, and uh, I uh, immigrated with my dad, who got a job in the U.S. and my family, and we moved. To uh, really just across the border to a town called El Centro, California. And I was about 11 years old, John, didn't really speak too much English. I knew some basics, living in a border town and all. But, uh, you know, we kind of uprooted ourselves. I had finished up to, like, sixth grade Uh, In Mexico, we left our family behind and our friends, and we moved um, across the border, literally, um, to find new opportunities for me and for my siblings. I'm, I'm one of four. So I have uh, an older sister, uh, Laura, who lives in Mexico. And I have a younger sister, Karina, who is an attorney at Microsoft and lives in Seattle with her family.
1: Nice. And
0: then I have a little brother. Uh, I call him a little brother. He's over 40 now. But uh, my little <laughs> brother, a fantastic chef, and and, a, and he also has a real job in, in Homeland Security. Does a lot of uh, fantastic cooking, though. That is really his passion. And he's got... Um, I have... Nieces, two nieces. He's got two girls, and then my sister, younger sister, has a little boy. So I'm a a happy auntie. And then um, I actually got to marry my high school sweetheart, um, Manny. And yeah, we've been married for over 20 years now. And we are the fortunate parents of. Two kids. So Bella is my 16-year-old, artistic, phenomenal, wonderful, kind, and beautiful daughter. Uh, I'm very, very proud of her. She actually goes to Orange County School of the Arts, mm-hmm. and she is in the acting conservatory. And we're very, very proud of her. She is um, very talented. She also is a great singer and dancer. So we're she's the artistic one in the family. And then I have a phenomenal eight-year-old son, Max, Maximiliano, when I'm mad, Um, and he (laughs) is (laughs) is, uh, a joy and and a wonderful kid, uh, very smart, into science um, and into uh, YouTube and all these videos. He has his own YouTube channel. He's a gamer. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he teaches us all we know about video games, but, um, you know, we have our our little family we live in south orange county
1: i've had and the pleasure to meet your husband you Roma. yes a mutual restaurant we love right with teresa and leo there
0: yes having some empanadas yes i know they're so
1: good there and the paella right that's right during the pandemic it was really nice to just stop by and pick up chef pa- leo yeah. the best yes the yes best. yeah so well that's great that's great now Tell us a little bit about how you ended up at the chamber.
0: Yeah, so, you know, in 2010, when I moved, I had been in the Bay Area, in San Jose for 14 years, banking technology companies, and we really wanted to get closer to our family who was, you know, in Calexico and in San Diego, and so we thought, well, if we move to Southern California, we'll at least be able to drive home and and visit our family, and and at the time, I only had Bella, and she was four, four and a half, and so we moved here And I thought, well, what's the best place to go where I can meet other Latinos and other business owners? I'm in banking, as you know. Been in banking 27 years. and my Don't don't age yourself. No, I know. I I started as a baby banker, (laughs) John. You know that. I can barely (laughs) reach the teller window, you know. (laughs) But uh, in any event, I, I, I wanted to meet business owners. And my business at Wells is to bank diverse, owned, and led companies. And I wanted to see if there were women-owned, Latino-owned, Latina-owned companies that I could meet. And so what better than to connect with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? And so I showed up at a mixer, you know, and started uh, networking and meeting people. And soon enough, I met uh, Eddie Marquez and Ruben and the whole gang. The and whole crew. Yeah, the whole crew of fantastic <laughs> people. Yes. And uh, soon enough, I was recruited to, to join the board. And um, it's been, gosh over 10 years now it's almost wow. 12 wow. since i uh, first arrived here I in think we 2010 i need to make it
1: clear that people know i think this is important is that this is all volunteer work that yeah, you do, right? I mean, so that's a lot of giving yeah, back Yeah, this is community. not my
0: day job. I mean, I do have a day job, which is all-encompassing. <laughs> but I do like to um, really get to know people in the community. Yes. I think our community is so fantastic. You know, I get a lot out of meeting people. It gives me a lot of energy. And um, also trying to help, right? As a banker, access to capital remains the number one issue for small business owners. Yes. And so it's always important to, you know, talk to businesses about the their options, alternatives, capital um, options that they have. And and many times I find that, you know, sometimes businesses need connections in the right industries or in the right, with the right banking partners or community organizations that can help them. And so I really enjoy the connection. And so within a couple years of joining the chamber, Eddie, our chairman at the time, Eddie Marquez, uh, was terming out. And so I I was asked if I would consider if I was interested in becoming chair of the Orange County Hispanic Chamber, which was an amazing and humbling um, honor for me. And, um, you know, one of the probably few women uh, chairs, uh, but a lot more coming and strong. And so I I felt uh, really honored and privileged to be able to hold that role for um, a bit over two years.
1: Yeah. So what do you feel is the key component that made you stay around the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for people listening out there that don't know about the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? What do you say that just kept you in with that familia?
0: First of all, it's the people. I would say, um, you know, some of my best friends in this area are people that I've met through the Chamber of Commerce, other board members that um, are part of that. You know, when I first got here, meeting like, Silvia from Para Todos, yes. meeting Maria Cervantes, meeting you know all of my friends, Elvar Hualcaba, et etc. I mean, there was just so many people that I met through the Chamber of Commerce, um, and you know when I was the the chair, and then as I became a member and 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 you know played a part in some of the committees, I got to meet different people. You know we have such a fantastic board of directors, and then I actually was involved in other organizations, uh, part of my love for charity work, yes. and then they actually became part of the chamber, too. And so it was just like this wonderful place where I I had a lot of not just friends, but colleagues and, you know, uh, business owners that I met through the chamber. And I think what keeps me here is our purpose, right? We want to help. The community. We want to help our small businesses um, through this pandemic. You know, we haven't even started talking about the pandemic, but you know, my gosh, two years into this, um, little did we know that we were gonna, you know, that we were gonna have this prolonged period of time that has really been hard on small business. It's estimated that about thirty percent of small businesses have closed their doors. Wow. And you know, many of them are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Frankly, uh, payroll to payroll. Yes. And a lot of what the government did to kind of rescue or provide a lifeline to these companies was, you know, the the Paycheck Protection Program, for yes. instance. And yes. there was a lot of misinformation or no information within our, you know, Latino community. And, you know, the Center for Responsible Lending estimated that only about 12 or so percent of the first round of PPP funds were accessed by minority and women. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, those are the actual fastest growing segments in terms of business um, ownership Mm -hmm. and business startups and they're the ones getting the least amount of money why is that? And so a lot of what I began to do was, and along with the chamber, because I know we did terrific work when it came to supporting, you know, businesses through this pandemic. But a lot of what we began to do was webinars and informational sessions and really demystifying kind of what this program was all about, trying to understand it, knowing what your obligations were, if you, you know, took some funding from them and then the funding would actually be forgivable if you use the money for like payroll and other you know other bills that kept your doors open a lot of companies are in the process now of applying for forgiveness and you know making sure that they get all that cleaned up
1: we're kind of First of all, the fear factor of what was going on with the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm in healthcare, and and we own a hospice company, and so we saw the other side of it, right? The mm-hmm. the healthcare component, the the yes. doctors, the nurses. We had never seen anything like this. I've been in healthcare twenty some years, and we had never seen anything like this. The the hospitals were just going crazy. Well, um,
0: nobody knew. Anything really yes. about this virus, yeah. and the, we all we knew is, is it was really causing a lot of havoc, right, in our healthcare system, and yes. and people were dying, and you know we needed to protect ourselves, and and so a lot of business owners, you know, hunker down and, and started to figure out, okay, what can I cut, what can I hold back, yes. you know, what what are the things, but many business owners, this is where the resiliency and the uh, fantastic spirit of the Latino business owner came through. A lot of businesses, Johnny, like. Pivoted and started doing different things. They they started a an online um, store, right? Because they couldn't open their doors and they couldn't, uh, you know. Also, like food items, survival mode, right? Survival mode. Let's do everything for takeout. Mm -hmm. Let's do, you know, what can we do to keep our employees? What can we do to save our business? And, you know, many of them did pivot and and they enjoyed um, perhaps even growth, right, from those pivots that they did. Um, and so it's always fantastic to see the resiliency of, of the Latino business owner. I think that uh, though the pandemic was particularly you know damaging to our community why yes. because we have so many entrepreneurs right and we had a lot of people with their businesses you know not doing well due to the pandemic mm-hmm. we also had a a huge amount of frontline workers in our community yes. right so we got sicker than other yes, communities yes. we had more deaths than wow. other communities yes. we didn't have access to vaccine as readily as yes. other communities yes. and so when you look at all of the impact of the, the past two years the domino effect the domino effect of mm-hmm. all that and and frankly you know you know a lot of our families we take care of our elders too and our elders were really suffering you know and they were really getting sick and all of that and so it was just it's been a A difficult time, some dark times, but out of darkness, always in my mind, you know, there can be light. At the end of that tunnel, there can be light. And I think for me, it was just watching how hard people work to survive, to help others. I mean, you would have companies. You know, putting together meals I mean, we saw this at Villaroma all the time We're putting together meals yes. for those that were in need that, that didn't even have food Or couldn't have, you know, people bringing them food Or they couldn't go out and buy groceries Because yes. they were afraid of getting sick And so we really saw our community rise And we really saw People helping people Which is, yes. you know, it's so amazing To witness that, the yeah, spirit of people Yeah, we went to volunteer,
1: myself and a couple of my nephews And nieces, uh, with a couple of different Organizations, and uh it was it was really like just surreal yeah. to see all these cars pulling up and we're putting stuff in their trunks and of course we're all maxed up. Messed up. up. Mm-hmm. We can't even you know we can't even smile. They can't smile at us. We, we it was mm-hmm. like we can't even look at each other almost. It was, oh my god! Yeah. and
0: Particularly our community because <laughs> yes. you know every time I see you we want to hug and everything. Yeah, it's everybody like wants to smile. All of right? a sudden you're like not you yes. know you have a mask you can't see your smile you can't hug. Yes. All of a sudden everybody's just yeah. kind of safeguarding their space. It yes. was just so surreal like the, you said
1: me- mentally. And emotionally, it took an impact, and it, and it probably yeah. still is for a lot of people.
0: Well, in our young people, if you think about it, Johnny, so many kids couldn't go to school. They were yes. virtually learning yes. while their parents are trying to virtually work. I mean, yeah. these homes became like chaos, right? Yes. And when you think about our youth, you know, there was so much disconnect from the world and from their friends and for everything that they enjoyed and loved and even you know just going to school they couldn't see anybody and of course you know the incidence of depression and sadness like you said it was it
1: was really concerning right let's pivot real quick yeah. if you don't mind um, I know it's a 30 minute show and it's, it, yeah. goes, it goes by so fast <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know Forbes magazine what was that like for you to to get that call or to like how did that happen
0: well, you know, I Vivian Nunez, who was the author of the article, had a series of articles um, showcasing trailblazing women. And I was so fortunate to have Vivian take note and notice my work in diverse segments and what we were doing to try to help business owners. And um, so, yes, I we, we got the call to to be in an article on Forbes magazine. And I first I that's thought, awesome. no, this isn't really happening awesome. because I'm like, you know, that's Steve amazing. Forbes and Forbes magazine, no, that's not <laughs> going to happen. But then it did. And I think uh, Vivian, um, a true storyteller, wanted to really tell those untold stories of Latinas and women who yes. are trailblazing and doing things that are so unique and that have such positive impact in the community. So I was very fortunate uh, to be able to tell my story, my the story of an immigrant, somebody who came to this country, you know, with not much of w- of what my dad had in his in his back pocket and in his wallet, and and you know he uh, worked really hard to provide a good life for us as kids, and you know I had always you know as a kid felt like, wow, oh, my mom and my dad, they made this big sacrifice to leave our yes. family, yes. to leave our country, mm-hmm. and to come here with like really nothing exactly. and start from scratch. And so I always instilled that in my siblings and myself that like we had to make sure that our parents' sacrifice was worth their while, right? Beautiful. And so Beautiful. That's, that's, you that's awesome that that's you, were able to,
1: you were able to share that story on such a huge platform because you're representing many of us. Right. And so, and then recently, of course. You were also featured on the Latina Style Magazine. And uh, what was that like? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, so I had the great pleasure of knowing Robert Bard and Lupita Conmanero, who are the the owners of Latina Style Magazine. And we do a lot of work with them, um, like business series and things that support Latina and Latino owned uh, businesses, mostly Latinas, because that's what they do, is they really are the cheerleaders of the Latinas. As I was working with Robert and I got to know them, you know, they they were interested in my story because I bank a lot of Latino owned companies and they said, Well, what do you you know, what do you do differently? And how do you and, and how did you bring this idea to the bank that you wanted to really focus on minority owned businesses? And I said, Well, you know, I just kind of came up with it one night that hey, here's where the growth is. It's in women and Latino owned businesses, and we should be doing more about it. We should be very proactive and intentional about addressing these markets in the way they want to be addressed, not in the way we think they should be addressed. And so coming and with authenticity, with real real care, giving back to the communities yes. that we serve, reflecting the communities that we serve, and serving them. And so I think that story caught their attention. And so I, I did a Christine who did the interview, you know, just talked to me through a lot of questions. And I didn't know they just came up with the interview, you know, a couple weeks ago it was published, but I didn't know um, what they were going to call it or what they were going to do. And you know, eventually when it published, um, they they said it's. As the people's banker. And I've never cried so hard. I mean, I, I really cried in that, um, you know, to be called a great. people's banker, first of all, I'm all about my people. Exactly. I'm here to serve my community Viva la mujer Viva la mujer Viva las Latinas And the Latinas yes. The Latinas Like It really like yes. Gets me going Because you know Latinas have worked so hard Yes um, Latinas still only make You know 50 cents on the dollar Compared to Caucasian males Like They're working so hard They're, they're entrepreneurial they're, they're fighting You know yes. For every little step of the way And then this pandemic You know Really set people back And so I'm so proud of these Latina business owners. And so when when they said, okay, the People's Banker, I thought, you know, oh my God, it's just like, it was such an honor, but it was also like this sense of responsibility, Johnny, that I have because I really want this... I really want my community to be taken care of. And we, as banks, uh, are working hard to t- try to figure out the access to capital gap. Yes. But we it's going to take a lot more than just banks. It's going to take everybody to try to Team sort effort. through that. But if you unlocked the potential of all those businesses, if they were funded at the same rate as the non-Latino businesses, this economy would grow by trillions of dollars. And by the way, if the economy grows... All Americans benefit, right? All of us benefit. And so I think it's super important
1: to be. I love that you touched on the point Mm -hmm. about the Latinas and the strength. And as you know, my wife and my sister are both part of our OC Hospice business and they're Latinas. Yes. CFOs, you know, vice presidents. And we have many employees that are of all races and all colors. Um, And so it's just beautiful to see that, you know, we want to thank you really for being that person to put us on the map when it comes to these big magazines, right? Um, because, you know, for us, it's it's all about what drives you, what what motivates you, who inspires you, and I've seen that in the articles that I've read, your dad plays a key component, right? Yes,
0: yeah, so my dad was a small business owner, and when, when he was running this small maquiladora in Mexicali, I, I would go into his office and I kind of played banker, right? Like, I did the payroll nice. and I wanted to, you know, put all everybody's <laughs> envelopes with their pay, yes. and I really liked helping him, but what I would notice sometimes, I'd be like, Daddy, there isn't enough money, there. I still need two more people to pay and he'd pull the money out of his yes. wallet you know, to make sure he, he met the, the right? payroll. Accountability, yes. and And loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. to his yes. employees, and and so that's why he was so beloved, you know, by his crew, and, and I think he really made a difference in their lives, and talk me you know that oh my gosh why isn't it easier for business owners to access the funding that they need right and yes. in, even as a little girl back then 11 years old 10 years old I understood that I wanted to be a banker and why because I knew that it was at the bank making decisions I could help business owners like my dad and so yes he's That's been awesome. a very foundational person in my life and then of course my mujeres in my, in my life my abuela my mother my 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 mm. sisters, my daughter. Um, I can't even tell you like how. Fulfilled and how wonderful uh, life is by having you know such wonderful women in your life, and I think you're a big fan of women, and I know that, and I see you know the devotion. Of, of my wife. Yes, that devotion. Be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yes, it's but you know the devotion you have towards your wife and your family, and I think it's it's lovely, and I and I think it's important. It's important to showcase that more and see successful Latinas in business, and so that's like what I make. What I do now is I look for stories to tell also. Johnny. As as
1: we wrap up here, I know we only got a few minutes left. And um, I just want to say, you know, first of all, thank you so much for being here, being on the show. Thank you for all you've done for the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you. Uh, I love that you mentioned the Viva la Mujer. What advice uh, for our youth chamber, women listening out there, they're working their way up. What advice would Patty Juarez give them?
0: Two things. I would say... Never doubt yourself. You are enough. I had so many times where I doubted myself as a younger. Patty, right? Like, am I good enough to sit in that meeting? Am I good enough to be in that room? Am I good enough, right? And I think that if I was giving advice to my younger self, I'd be like, you are good enough. And I think women have to take their place, take that seat in that room, and really uh, do what they need to do to show how much they can contribute. And then secondly, I would say, do what you love. When you do what you love with as much passion and energy as you bring to the table, you're surely going to be successful, because you're going to people are just going to see that in you, and they're going to to be gravitating towards you. And so do what you love. And then never, one more thing, never forget where you come from and never forget your community. Give back to your community.
1: Yes, I love that. And, and, you know, Patty, we appreciate all you've done. Uh, we hope to continue to see you, obviously, around the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and our show here. And uh, we're going to wrap it up here because I know the producer's giving me the look. Uh, <laughs> we want to remind everybody on our social media to follow us on Instagram, OCHCC. We have Estrella Awards coming up May 7th. If you'd like to participate in Estrella Awards, which is our huge gala, yes, uh, so reach out fun. to us. You can go to OCHCC on our Instagram or on our Facebook page, Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, And you can visit our website, ochcc.org. We have an amazing job board that you can look at. Great networking events coming up. Of course, our youth chamber, if you have any kids that want to join our youth chamber. And a reminder, next uh, week, our next show will be Deidre Pujols, who's a huge community leader, runs three amazing foundations. And she's also, of course, the wife of legendary baseball player, Albert Pujols, who played for the Angels, the Dodgers. He's a Hall of Famer. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, And we appreciate your support because here at our community podcast show, I just want to say that uh, we hope to provide the platform for you. So thanks again for tuning in. And uh, Patty, we wish you all the best. Thank you, Johnny. It's a great
0: pleasure to be here. It's
1: been a pleasure. So folks, again, our community is your community. Take care.
0: Well, that'll wrap it up for our first edition of Meet Our Community. Hope you'll join us here again on OC's only
1: community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.